This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. I feel like we all know this. Sometimes one person can really ruin something you love, right? Like it just takes one person. It just takes one drunk jerk at a wedding to make a scene. It's fascinating how hard it is to build something beautiful and how easy it is to destroy it. Not just how easy it is, like how simple. All you have to do is show the world that you're transphobic and you have tainted a whole beloved book series that was always problematic, but like, ah. That is what we're going to talk about with Sammy today. Something beautiful that one person is ruining and how annoying that is. And more than annoying, it is like depressing to realize that one person's toxicity can just take away all the fun and joy from a lot of people. I'm Vanessa Zoltan and this is Should I Quit? Sammy, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. So, Sammy, we are talking on a Monday. What does a typical Monday look like when you and I are not chatting in our respective closets? <laughs> well, I my favorite thing to do in the morning is I like to wake up before I need to get out of bed and cuddle my cat for like at least a half an hour. Yeah, that sounds right. And I work from home most of the time. So I get up and I work in my pajamas like one does. And this past year, it's like pretty much every Monday I have physical therapy in the afternoon. So it's like work and then I do physical therapy. And then if I can, I like to work out at home and take a shower and go to bed. I think we can read books. I like to read books. And are you in PT for something specific? You said that you do physical therapy on Mondays. What are you in physical therapy for? I shredded a tendon in my ankle. and. It's been like the longest recovery of my life. Like I've been out of most activities for a year now. 
And I ended up having to have surgery last August. So it's been recovery from that. I, in October of 2019, I decided that I urgently needed to keep texting while running downstairs. And I thought I was on the last step, but I was six steps up and I tore every ligament in my right ankle. So I really feel for you. I'm so sorry this has happened to you. As someone who I was a runner and like I can't run anymore. And I know that like exercise is a really big part of your life too. Yeah, I'm a martial artist. I've been practicing the same style of karate in the same organization for 20 years. Jeez, whoa. I'm a third degree black belt. I'm an assistant instructor. It's a huge part of my life and has been for literally three quarters of how long I've been alive. Well, that's amazing. And that is related to the question that brought you here today. Is that right? Yes. So what is your question? I feel like there's like a lot of context, which is, I'm trying to summarize, but when you're in a really traditional martial arts community, you're really required to kind of give a lot. So that means helping out in the dojo, cleaning, participating, helping with events, helping your sensei, teaching other students, all the things. And in 2018, we hosted a karate event here in San Francisco. And I'm also an artist. So I made a t-shirt design for this event to give to everybody. After that event, my sensei sort of decided to use it as the logo for the dojo, which I did not condone. I won't go into the various reasons why it makes a terrible logo, but I would not have suggested this. I didn't say anything at the time because it was like, whatever. But last year, there was a really big schism in the international organization. And he asked me to change the logo. I said I couldn't do it because a lot of things going on last year. And I just didn't didn't have the space or the time or the capacity to do it. It was never meant to be a logo to begin with. and. From my perspective, it was like, I don't want myself or even my own work to be involved in this nonsense. Like, I just don't want to be there. So misunderstandings just like kept happening. He wouldn't talk to me, but he was talking to my friends about me at the dojo. And I tried to text him and like, I tried to call him and he didn't answer. So I finally just wrote him an email saying like where I was coming from. I had my friends read it. I was like, I want to come across and say like how important my relationship to him is, how important this community is to me, how much karate means and like where I'm coming from as like an artist that like it's not really okay to use my work without my permission and that I don't like he should just have a new logo made by somebody else. He wrote me back and ripped me apart. (laughs) He basically said that like I should feel obligated to help out, that he was giving up everything for this dojo and that like I should feel bad for not doing the same thing. That our relationship as sensei and student is like special and that I should treat him differently than I would other people. And said that I only care about money, which I found amusing since because I've been out with this injury, I paid him for six months without training because I wanted to keep the dojo open. Oh, and then he paid some random person in the Philippines to change my logo anyway. I cried the entire time I got this when I got this email because I was just like, you clearly have no idea who I am. And basically everything I've done for the past eight years, like never registered. And then like a day later, I called him and he actually picked up 
And he just wouldn't hear me on where I was coming from. And instead basically said I should shut up and do it anyway. And I can't get over that because I feel so unbelievably disrespected. And I felt like we had a really close relationship. And I just like, I cannot, I I can't get over it. I don't know what to do with this. And this all happened like in like October. It's been several months and I'm still like wrestling with once I recover from my surgery, like, can I even go back there? Wow, that is that is very upsetting. I don't even know what to say. Like your art, your work, you should be able to determine how it's used and you should be able to say no to all labor, but especially to free labor. Yeah, that's, I think, a big part of it, because it really did feel like this is the first time I really said no to anything he's ever asked of me. Yeah. And that when I did, I got, like, really punished for it. Yeah. Like, I'm paying you to be here to learn. Yeah. Why shouldn't I be able to say no? And I understand that, like, being part of this community means that, like, I have to give back. And I have, and I have, and I have. But, like, I have to be able to draw the line at things that I think are wrong and are wrong for me. And I don't think I should be punished for that. Nope, you should not. So I think that this is a common dynamic in the world. I'm just thinking of like synagogues, right? You like pay to be a member and then your rabbi has a lot of authority over you while you are paying them, right? Like they are simultaneously kind of your employee and also have this authority over you. So I just want to validate that like you are in the midst of something that I think a lot of people have gone through and it's so hard. Like you haven't done anything wrong to get yourself into this dynamic. There's not something about you that has created this. Like this is a strange thing where we pay people to have moral authority over us or to think that they have moral authority over us. And so what it sounds like is you were like, that was fine for a really long time, but I no longer trust you. Yeah. I just don't want to talk to him. I don't want to see him. I feel like if I do go back, that it's going to feel really icky. Yeah. I could go in and, and just do karate and then leave. But at that point, like, Am I even engaging in it in a way that feels meaningful anymore? Because, like, the community is a huge part of it for me. Like, these are the only people I was seeing during the pandemic. Like, they're, we're all, like, it's like a family. And it's, like, there's no other dojos that teach this style in the city or even, like, within an hour radius. And it's, like, if I leave, I'm not just leaving this dojo behind. I'm like leaving this entire style that I've spent my whole life studying behind. Is there a possibility of repair with him? Is there a possibility of like, I'm going to make up his name. We're going to call him Bill. If you were like, hey, Bill, I feel like we had a really weird fight and a really weird moment and I'm coming out of this ankle injury. Can we have a mediated conversation with someone who neither of us know, like this community really means a lot to me. And I think like there's some things I need to say that I feel like you need to hear and you might have things to say too. Would you be open to that? Do you think that that 
is something, I don't know him. There's some people in my life that if you said this to me, I'd be like, <laughs> they will laugh me out of the room. Does a version of that feel possible? I don't think that he would laugh me out of the room, but I also don't think that it would work. Basically, this this past experience of like telling him how I felt about all the things that he said to me in that email, he just couldn't relate to me at all. There was no empathy and he was just defensive. And after that whole incident, I've looked back on a lot of inter interactions I've seen him have with other people. And I'm like, oh, this is how he is with everybody. He doesn't take responsibility for what he does or how he how he acts. And he's just kind of like, well, it's your fault. And I just can't see him changing his mind. I think what he would do is just want to pretend that this never happened. But I can't. Sadie, I'm not saying this lightly. But it sounds like you absolutely know that you can't practice karate in this dojo anymore. I've been trying to figure that out for months, like journaling about it. Like, what am I choosing if I stay? What if I'm choosing if I leave? What do I gain if I leave? What do I gain if I stay? Legitimately, like, thinking about leaving this style, I'm going to cry. <laughs> like. It's so painful. And I think that's what's really holding me back. Because, like, I want to quit him. Like, I don't want to be in a relationship with him anymore. Because he really hurt me. He really attacked my values as who I am as a person. Inside the dojo and outside the dojo. But this is so important to me. And I guess I just, I don't know who I am without it. I've been doing this since I was 12. Yeah. I'm just like not going to try to make it sound better. I mean, I'm just like the words that you are using are I can't. Like I can't go back there. I can't work with someone who I don't feel respects me. I can't. And we all speak in words that, you know, are hyperbolic. But like the words that you just keep saying to me are, I can't. And so it is possible that this is about grief, about a toxic person taking something away from you, which is what toxicity is. It's like about poisoning something, right? And my question about a mediated conversation is like, okay, can there be a filter that can get this nuclear waste out of this like clean drinking water for you? And you're like, no, it's nuclear waste. And like, we can cry about the pond that we don't get to swim in anymore. And not only we can cry, we should cry. But it sounds to me like your experience of this man is like, it is unclean upable nuclear waste. Yeah. I just, I hate the fact that one person can take this away from me. Yeah. And like, the injustice of it is infuriating. Yeah, and I'm I'm already so mad at him. But it also feels like giving up. Like I'm letting him take this like I'm letting him do this. Which just hurts more because one thing we always say in karate, right? Fall down 7 times, stand up 8. Like there's all these phrases for like you don't give in. 
the warrior spirit and all that stuff. But when does that become toxic, right? There has to be, there has to be a point into where it's too much. Well, not only that, I'm just not sure this is giving up. If we're sticking with the like toxic waste in the pond metaphor, the duck isn't proving anything by staying. They're not quitting or giving up by being like, I've got to find another pond. Maybe there's not another pond within 100 miles. I got to live without a pond for a while. Maybe I'm going to hang out in this gross fountain for a little bit, but it's better than the pond. And we're not like quitter. He's given up. He's broken this trust. He's broken the sanctity of what you guys had. He's a bad leader. And like, again, this shouldn't happen, but this happens all the time. And I'm really not trying to say that of like, and it's, you know, like, so suck it up. Like bad people ruin shit and it sucks. Yeah. But I kind of think that you're right. Like, I don't think I realized that I kept saying I can't until you pointed it out. And like, clearly my subconscious is telling me that, you know? I mean, can you, like six months from now, can you imagine yourself having a like productive, meaningful relationship with this dojo that looks different than it had before and isn't ideal in any number of ways, but is fulfilling and meaningful to you? I don't know the answer to that because right now the way it feels is like I can't respect someone who doesn't respect me and I don't know that I can learn from someone who doesn't respect me and I feel like he just doesn't he expects his respect to go only one way and I don't know that that's repairable I just, like, I don't look forward to that conversation with any of these people because everyone is checking up on me. How's your ankle? When are you coming back? Yada, yada, yada. And, like, having to say, like, guess what? I'm not coming back is going to be, like, a whole other thing. I want to push back on that because that is the great thing about quitting is, like, you know, with your journaling, you can think about what relationships you want to hold on to and which ones you don't. But quitting is kind of something you get to do on your own terms. If you don't want to have those conversations, you don't have to. If you want to quit in an email and saying, I'm not taking questions at this time, you don't have to. Like the person who you are quitting for is you. You can just be like, I'm done and I'm not talking about it. I'll talk about it with, you know, Steve and Ella, but not you, Bill. Sorry. And like, that's what getting out is. You're getting out. Yeah. So I would make a project of this quit, man. I'd map out who you feel like you owe what to, which phone numbers you're going to block immediately, who you're going to say, I'm happy to take you to coffee or tea and talk about this, who you're going to be like, I'm not even going to tell them. They'll find out. Make a list of all the people who are impacted by it and come up with a one-on-one plan that's going to make you feel good. It it feels kind of good to kind of come to a conclusion on that, but it still feels like... That's awful. Yeah, it feels awful. 
Right. Which is what grief is, right? It's feeling the feelings of the injustice of losing something that you didn't want to lose. Right. Like, and it comes in waves and it will get better when we're in the early stages of grief. It feels like a betrayal to admit that it'll get better. Right. Like, like, it's just it is what it is. It's this like big human sea that we all are in sometimes at various points. And we all live our lives grieving things that happened to us 20 years ago when it pops back up. You know, this isn't going to go away. And what I hope for you as we say goodbye is just that you find power in the quitting. That like by quitting, you are grabbing agency again. He's not going to be able to boss you around or manipulate you, right? Like anymore. Yeah. And this isn't a fight that you have to get up from. This is not a fight. This is something else. That's a good perspective because I think I have been looking at it as a fight and like, and from the martial arts perspective of like, you don't give in, but it's not a fight. It's just a choice. Well, Sammy, I just wish you the best. And I'm so sorry this person took this away from you. And thank you so much for coming on and chatting with us. I know, I know a lot of people are really going to resonate with what you've shared. And I'm really grateful for you sharing your story. Thank you, Vanessa. I appreciate you helping come me come to this conclusion i'm sorry this is the conclusion available to you <laughs> okay well take care thank you You've been listening to Should I Quit, our latest season of The Real Question. 99% of our show is funded through our Patreon at patreon.com slash realquestionpod. And if you're a regular listener, we would love your support. Even if you're not a regular listener, we'd love your support. Honestly, we do not say no to support. Another way that you can support this show is by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you are listening. And please join us in our fundraiser for the amazing organization On The Rise. You can learn more about that and On The Rise in general at notsorryworks.com. We love to shout out our BFF tier patrons, Molly Real, Kristen Hall, Mary Margaret, Becky Boo, Jenny Cruz, Amanda Schramm, Effie Hugh, Biddy, Ari, and new to the BFF tier, Shannon Shin. We're so happy to have you. We could not make this show without you all. And thank you because I love making it. We are Not Sorry Production. Our executive producers, Ariana Nettleman. Our music is by Nick Bull, and we are distributed by Acast. A big thanks to Sammy for joining us today. And as always, Julia Argy, Nikki Zoltan, Lara Glass, AJ Uramas, Hannah Rehack, Margaret H. Wilson, Courtney Brown, Casper Turkyle, and Stephanie Paulsell. Thanks, everyone. We'll talk to you next week. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.